What are we meant to do with this whole LinkedIn situation? Why well, are you getting them left, right, and center? They're going crazy. They're good quality as well, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I've not got any. Hashtag lead gen. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn's going to crack down on this. Huh? So before it don't, does. Don't say that. Yeah, before it does, let's maximize it. Subscribe for the latest LinkedIn hack. Um, okay, should we, should we dive let's straight in? Let's go, let's go. Okay. All right. I actually had a bit of a... Yeah. Well, let, let me just. Hi there. Welcome to Director's Debrief, episode twenty-four. Um, yeah, there's something I can do with these lights, and it turns it into party mode. But, oh yeah. Um, Maybe later on. Later on. Yeah. Right. But um, big night ahead. New set, kind of. Kind of. We've been heading new in this studio. direction. New, new studio. Everything. Yeah. New intern, hopefully. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, he's no. back. Ram is back. Ram's back. Welcome back. Welcome How back. was uh, Turkey, yo? Yeah, really good. Yeah? You promised me some baklava. Where is it? <laughs> no, actually, what, you texted me about this. What happened to the baklava? No, so obviously, Turkey is like odd. Like, you have to do security three times before you actually board the plane. As soon as you get into the airport, you have to go do your airport um, suitcase scanner. Yeah. And then you check in your checked-in luggage, and then again you have to put it through the scanner. And then before you board, you have to put it through. So I did it first time. They were like, yeah, it's fine. Like, if you've got, I haven't told them that we've got food in the hand luggage because mm. my suitcase is a bit over the 23 kg. So then they were like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. As long as it's not open. Got to the second one. I was like, oh, you can't take it on. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's not opened or anything. And I was like, yeah, still, you can't let it on because obviously it could leak and uh, damage all the stuff. Yeah. Listen, baklava syrup is, is dangerous. It is pure water and sugar. That's yeah. Ask my mum, those are the only two ingredients. <laughs> So it's more sugar than water. Yeah, yeah. which which this is this that bit I, I can completely understand homeland security and all that shit. Um, but what did you do with it then? I just gave it to the woman. Did you? Yeah, she oh, just took me. I would have just sat there and like stared her down, just like bit by bit. Um, <laughs> but no, I appreciate the thought. I actually man. believe that as well. Yeah, yeah I would have. Um, um, it's the thought that counts. I am I am gutted. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. I didn't even know you were bringing back Baklava, and it probably it wasn't, wasn't for, for me, but <laughs> I'm upset for him, and I'm upset for me. <laughs> um, Frankly, this but this is, is not the Baklava episode, uh, podcast, this no. is the Director's Debrief podcast. It is podcast. the Director's Debrief. Um, I just want to make a few notes Please about do. where we are at the moment. This is actually Sam's first desk. Was it your first desk or second desk? Oh, uh, I think I downgraded to this desk yeah. after. Oh, I think yeah, my yeah. first one was, was a bit it. better. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, Sam, Sam was on this for a little while when we were congested in our little office. Yeah. But here we are. You brought it back. You revived it, giving it a bit yeah. of a sheen. That was Ram. Got to and, give credit, uh, credit yeah, to you. He okay, polished it up. Yeah. But you, you directed him on that. I did. See, I, I told him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here we are in the in the new studio and setup. Yeah. And uh, just before we kickstart episode... 24. 24. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. Okay. Um, because I'm listening to a lot of podcasts and they do uh, ad promotions and things like that. And I get it. It originally gets a bit annoying. I skip yeah. through them. And I'm like, sometimes I listen to them. I was like, why can't we do something like that? Because some of these people are sponsored by amazing products, like or really, really interesting products. And yeah. they don't give it any justice. Yeah. The way they do it, it feels like an advert. It's not passion. There's no passion coming through. And... I look at you and I, and even when we're off camera, even when we're just talking to ourselves, we're incredibly passionate about products. Heated, man. Like, incredibly proud about things and brands and things that have changed our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I thought is we're going to do a segment every week. Yeah. And we, this has gone on a bit longer than that normally. But normally it's just going to be a minute or two. Yeah. And we'll talk about one product that's 
in our eyes either changed our lives has been okay or it could, yeah. it's like no, not even maybe we don't have this product or does it have to like, i think it's I always think we have to more have authentic it. to have experienced, experienced. it right okay because cool. otherwise we're literally advertising yeah uh, without getting paid <laughs> yeah um so basically yeah. you feel like you're being a bit gaslit by these people who are promote uh, no i used that term wrongly but you you you're gutted because you don't get to sponsor this well, is essentially a plea for sponsorship right? well it's it is and it isn't i'm gonna we're gonna work hard to sponsor adverts in a better way than other brands other podcasters right, do because yeah. we actually care yeah that's the difference Sam. that we is care. a huge difference so uh, what's product number one yeah product number one i was thinking i was doing some thinking thinking through products that we do and i actually looked over to our back and i saw this oh put that in the camera there yeah um so Dol- these are dolce gusto cappuccino pods yeah right and there are a lot of coffee drinkers out there that are turning yeah, I don't know. If, what are they doing? They're, they're angry. They're angry right now. Are they're they? saying Dolce Gusto is not real coffee. Yeah, it's okay. not the way the barista would have made it. Whatever. There. Yeah. What I want to say is, frankly, we've had a coffee machine for what a month or two. I like three now. Three now. We had a Dolce Gusto machine. We bought it to trial another client's coffee pods. Yeah, and, these are not a client. This yeah. is not a sponsorship. This is a review. Thank right? you for adding so we, that. Yeah, because yeah. we can be as savage as we yeah. want. Now. Yeah, we can. Uh, but we're not. We're going to be authentic as okay. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we can definitely. We can definitely give our honest opinion. So Dolce Gusto. Uh, we bought the machine for an, another uh, compatible product, but then we also bought these pods mm-hmm. and we're not having well you're i think you're having coffee regularly i am too daily um americano cappuccinos what are your thoughts good bad the ugly okay now i i have the best way to describe this mm-hmm. okay it's you know like good instant coffee because mm-hmm. there's there's some trash out there yeah and there's some really really good instant coffee however when you compare really good instant co- i have to be really careful here yeah when you compare really good instant coffee it yeah. is still only 30 to 40 percent the experience that you might get from like a shot of espresso diluted with water milk when you make like a, sure. a cappuccino or yeah, whatever I mean, 30 40 is pushing it but yeah genuinely yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it, I, it can't get close mm-hmm. but i feel like this is the equivalent of equivalent of really really good um instant coffee um, with like the added like the cappuccino, you get a bit of frothy milk mm. in there, and that's quite nice. Yeah, and it f- it emulates a cappuccino experience. It's mm-hmm. like a cappuccino light sure. for zero percent of the effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to make a cappuccino, you need to steam milk. That's mm-hmm. really hard if you don't have a steam on. And there's tricks around it, but yeah, yeah, it's it's like seventy to eighty percent of the experience at hundred percent of the ease. Okay, That's so just uh, just a final bit on there. What was your expectation, mm. and what was the reality? How did that differ from the reality? It didn't meet my expectation. Okay, I think if you're going to go out and spend money, and I'm curious to hear what you think. I think if you're going to spend the money on the machine, which I think on the lower end of stuff you can spend about eighty pounds. Get mm-hmm. a machine like that. Um, they work out to whatever they do per coffee. Sixty p a coffee. Sixty p a coffee. Fantastic. Yeah. So for that. Um, I kind of expected it to be a little bit better, not for the price, mm-hmm. but for the for all of that. But we've thrown around, I've thrown around the term "glorified kettle." Yeah, in terms of the actual machine. Yeah, so that's kind of what I think. What do you? Yeah, I, look, honestly, my my opinion is is very much similar. Like, no way was it going to compare to an, a barista style coffee. Yeah, but for me, I find that a bit too much daily to mm. have a barista style coffee, both from a financial point of view. Yeah, okay, people say it's only a couple of quid a day, but it's just like, it's just, I don't, I don't love coffee that much yet yeah. to appreciate that. 
and that's my uh, opinion. Um, but I do think it's exciting enough, and like you say, with the foam and the froth and giving you the frills of barista-style coffee, that it makes you appreciate your coffees more than uh, yes, coffee. So. Right. so I think something like that is aimed at you. Mm. Definitely not aimed at... Because yeah. at, at some point, I was looking at like home espresso machines. Yeah. Not Nespresso, but like actually with the, pot, the thing and the thing yeah. and the tamper and mm. all of that stuff. I don't know the technical no, terms. So, so at home, maybe one day I'll love that. Yeah. But at the office, we just want to grab a coffee. Yeah, there's I've got no time way to do that. I'm, no I'm, way I'm spending here. five minutes yeah. to make a coffee. So yeah, instant coffee. I think it's spot on. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Yeah. What are you gonna give it? Or for what it's for? For what it's for? I gotta go down to like a six. I got yeah. a mock apart at home. No, and it's like I was exp- yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. so. I, that's fair because you know your coffee. If I'm yeah. honestly, I like my coffee. I don't really know. Okay, my coffee. But who? Yeah, no one knows the difference yeah. anyway. So. Huh? I don't want to. Why? Because you don't like coffee at all. I've seen you. No. Four people come up to my and say that I've made the best coffee ever. Really? Rem, you made me a coffee the other day from uh, your little sachets. It was nice, but it was very, very sweet. It's like a double brownie, mochaccino, <laughs> triple sugar, whatever. Uh, isn't it was really nice? Yeah. Thank you, but yeah, See, probably uh, gonna. Unlike much. Ash, I respect our internet more than to make him make coffee for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really tarnishing your reputation. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, it was a very good coffee, and yeah, yeah. I really appreciate. It. Oh, I owe you one as well, Ram. I owe you a coffee. Go try to claw back <laughs> anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's kick off though. Anyway, so, yeah, let's get into the real yeah, podcast. Boom. Which I think it was a lot easier to talk about coffee, um, but we've been running around so much. I don't think we have you thought of anything as to what we need to talk about in terms of the podcast, Ram? Have you thought of anything? different things uh, tomorrow or in the next oh, yeah. couple of days on how people don't want to put in the work, dude? But how this is a unique opportunity. Are you recording? Yeah, all right, yeah. Go on. yeah. Okay, so I've got a LinkedIn post coming out in yeah. the next couple of days. I'm um, still writing, so I'm putting things together. Yeah. And um, the kind of the topic is around how I saw a tweet, right? Yeah. Did I show you that tweet? Uh, let me let me quickly read it yeah. out for you. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I saw it the other day yeah, as I was doing did. my my little things. Don't, don't read out my response. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you uh, WhatsApped at me. Okay, so oh, okay. it was from Helen Tran, right? Okay. And it says, has anyone noticed not a lot of people want to do things well anymore? And I didn't fully appreciate the tweet, didn't really understand what it was until I started to read the comments and loads of people were like, yeah, I had a builder that came around, a contractor, and he couldn't find the right car parking spot, so he just left. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, There was a painter that came in, decorator, and he kept bringing the wrong paint, but he just didn't really care and it just kept coming turning up and doing things so loads of people commenting on different things and it kind of came into uh, what i was feeling at the time yeah. which was i feel that there seems to be something in the air at the moment that isn't letting people just do the bare minimum yeah right and hear, hear me out because i've got to be careful of how i say this because i appreciate a lot of stuff has gone on in the last couple of years that is now showing its effects. Yeah. Certainly on uh, more of the mental health side after COVID, a lot of people working from home, mm-hmm. um, that's caused them, put them into a bit of a rut where they're still not able to access the office. So when it comes to work, this has had a real toll on them where their work has become more of an obligation rather than, um, uh, you know, that enjoyment kind of being there. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of factors in there. Yeah. Um, but there certainly does seem to be something in the air and not really, I've not felt it too much directly on a daily basis, but occasionally we are dealing with 
newer contractors and people that we we um, work with within the business and you know and things and you're just not getting the results or uh, you know what you set out for you know dude we're stealing the business off some of the, some of our competitors because they're like that this is it <laughs> i don't want to call it yeah. out like that but it's true it's, right it's absolutely true and the way i started to see it was in more in a positive light that this is a real unique opportunity not just for business owners yeah. not just for anyone for staff for uh, so if you're an employee of an organization just starting out um, mm. wherever you are in the ranks if you're a business owner even if you're a freelancer whatever you are if you're able to actually go beyond and do more, far more than you're expected, not just above the uh, the bare minimal, but far more than you're expected to, yeah, you can really stand a chance. And this is where you could really climb the ranks. Uh, a lot of people complain that oh, I'm putting in all this hard work and not it's not going anywhere. Yeah, find your unique way. Still have that smart element to it, but put in the hard work. It's going to be noticed because not it's quite rare these days. Um, on that side so I, I was doing some thinking and I was like where did this come from where could this attitude have come that's from that's what I wanted to beyond, ask you. beyond externalities right yeah um, I feel that we've that whole phrase of work smart not harder mm-hmm. work smarter not harder has gone too far okay yeah we might disagree on this podcast for the first time yeah but go on. I yeah. love that I think we've disagreed a few times yeah. I do enjoy just it. not live on yeah. it but yeah but yeah um, but <laughs> so okay there is an amazing, um, amazing takeaway from working smarter and not harder. Yeah. I fully appreciate it. Um, you know, people, uh, you know, the way you can put in the hard work and people will complain, but no, they haven't learned the game. They haven't understood how to get the best results uh, without just putting the without just putting work in. Mm. Um, but I think maybe this is from LinkedIn posts. This is from people <laughs> preaching it. Yeah. People have realized that, you know what? just not going to put in hard work at all because it's not being appreciated and i'm just going to try and play the system yeah yeah and that's gone a bit too far where they're literally just playing the system yeah and no longer putting in the, the yeah okay you, we've circled back around to mm. agree yeah so what, what what did you think i was about to say um that i don't know when you said that i i meet my mind for some reason went to uh people finding uh like enough efficiencies for within a workplace that you don't have to put in much work anymore. Mm. Um, but no, I think I agree with you of just like, listen, if you're going to work smarter rather than work harder, you actually do have to work smarter. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just forget right. about that bit. Um, and again, th- so I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I want to tell something that I, or re re say something that I heard that I thought was toxic and brilliant and beautiful all in one. Okay. And um, I was actually speaking to Harvey about this. Somebody, maybe it was even like someone big, like Simon Sinek or something, that they spent, they were doing like a boring admin job. Mm-hmm. Um, and they thought, ah, I, I, they, were, they could also code at the same time. So they were like, I could actually code like a script to just do all this work for me. Right. So they coded the script after a month or so, showed it to their manager and said, hey, I've actually, I've coded a script that does my job for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we can save thousands. We can move on to the next thing. And the manager told them to delete the entire thing and never show it to anyone. And he's just like, you do that, half this department gets closed. Wow. Yeah, right? And so I blew my mind when I when I heard that. But also... If that's the kind of structure, is this still recording? Oh. If that's the kind of structure, I understand people just sort of skating by. Mm. Because I think if you look at somebody and you're like, oh, you actually have the technical ability to develop something like that, you've proven your worth. Show us what else you can do. 
But if it's like, oh, you've you've shown a way to make yourself redundant, yeah. actually go fuck off, be redundant. Yeah, it's quite scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the scenario and and what what happened <laughs> in that in that position, but I think I really that's a that's not the person who eventually deleted this issue yeah. if they did delete it in the end. That was the manager's fault, mm. and, and quite obviously, but in the sense that they've just set the standard. Yeah. That our goal is to stay relevant and to stay here, not to do our absolute best to improve the company and, and everything around it. Mm. And that will then feed into everything that that person does, right? Every time they're trying to think of a new idea, they think, what's the, what's the need for me to go above and beyond? Mm. So are you saying it's the culture that's causing this to people? I think the culture can be the biggest catalyst to getting out of that headspace, right? So... It's okay, so we have this team of people that no longer need to do that job because this guy coded mm. a script to do it for you. It's not, let's get rid of these people and save the expense. We both know that's kind of how you shrink and dwindle and die. Yeah. Um, but if it's a, a culture that breeds innovation of like, what else can you bring to the table rather than, oh, now that we no longer need you, we get rid of you. Mm. I think that's that's the biggest catalyst to changing it. But also there's a lot of stuff that's sort of intrinsic about what we're talking about here. There's a lot of stuff that is about... Um, you know, signing something off and then being done with it rather than, okay, so how can I improve that? How can I? Yeah. Um, so, but I, I don't know where I stand with this whole okay. thing. All right. Let's, let's flip it on its head then. Yeah. We're being quite critical about the way the workplace is these days, you know, the way yeah. people are. But there have been countless examples that we've witnessed of mm. people being quite the opposite, very on it, right? Yeah. Like, uh, even if they show moments of being on it, yeah. uh, maybe not they're not continuously at that level, yeah. but they're very much alert, ready to go, firing, firing up, like uh, when I mean firing, like going for <laughs> igniting, it with us. Yeah. yeah, igniting, gunning for it. What do you think is different there? Why do you think, yeah, other than the personality and the attributes of that person, yeah. which is obviously plays a huge part, but that can only go so far. Yeah. What, what do you think may differ? Um, and... Obviously, within your mind, keep better vary on the, the kind of organizations you've dealt with and so on. Yeah. Um, I can only speak from, like, my experience, from what has made me sort of hit go. Um, and, sorry, what's made me hit stop. I can I can tell you, like, the exact moment I turned off my brain at a previous employer. Mm. Uh, and that's when I applied for a promotion and I was asked to withdraw that application. Um, I think they were, ob- like, obligated to interview me if I applied because it was, like, internal. Um, but I was just asked to withdraw my application and a couple months later I handed in my notice. I was just mm. like, that's when I switched off. And that's when, as soon as I could see a C-link, I was done. I was done. And I think it is, you should never create a ceiling uh, to, to any of your team members. But also I think this is where you kind of have to split responsibility, right? Sometimes it's, it's the company you work for, sometimes it's you. Have you created a ceiling for yourself? Mm. Also, if there is a ceiling, is there any way you can break through it, right? Is if you start to see yourself within a position that is kind of, uh, I don't know, heading nowhere, is there a different avenue you can take within the same organization, within a different organization? Um, something, something within yourself that you can do because you can't change everything mm. but everything within your realm of control you should be tweaking and twiddling and trying to improve right again maybe here's the crazy thing though maybe work isn't everything for you mm. right i always wonder this about I I, I I get that i get the whole work isn't everything right yeah i pr- fully appreciate it, it shouldn't be mm. um 
But whilst you are in work and yeah. you've opted for that that role, yeah. Just because work isn't everything for you doesn't mean you can treat that time as vacation time. Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, and that may be coming from a, very much a, an ownership mentality point of view, but mm. I... no, I just think that if you are somebody who only works for money, mm. like exclusively works for money and just enough to keep yourself, your family fed, and this is the this is the thing. I don't think we're working in an economy that allows for that anymore. Yeah, but if you think there are some people that have worked in retail for fifty you know, 40 odd years. There's people who have worked in Tesco's for like 30, 35. I see the post on LinkedIn, like celebrating these people. Um, and maybe they just, that's, that's, we're incredibly ambitious people, right? Mm. Maybe other people's ambitious ambitions look differently. Other people's like, well, I want to, I want to see my kids first steps or I want to do X, Y, and Z. You can't have both. Okay. But some people might not want A or B. And I think we're in an economy where when you're employing someone, you kind of should brush past those. Yeah. It sounds cruel, but I think you just have to. Okay, but... Depending on what you do. Do you not think... Okay, even no matter... Even if you're working for money, right? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the people that worked in, like, say, a retail store for 30-odd yeah. years. Whether they do that for money or not, there... Firstly, it has to be some kind of satisfaction to what you do, surely, somewhere yeah. along the line, to have been in a role for, the, for so long. Yeah. But secondly, what's stopping you from still doing that job to the absolute best of your ability mm. rather than just skating by self-confidence maybe if i if i'm like being honest if i think what if you don't think you can do any better what if you think you're destined but, for but that even position? if you even if you can't do look there's there's no role that we can downplay right if yeah. you're a if you're a checkout person yeah smash the checkout thing you yeah. know do everything you can to make that you, your job and your role absolutely amazing and appreciates it whereas i feel that even people that may not may not have the ambition to change role swap role grind for more absolutely mm. fine of course that's fine mm. but what are they why are they still uh, what, what's what's stopping them from still um working as hard as they can in the role that they're doing mm. and where does that where where do you lose that that kind of incentive or that drive i was just going to say yeah. so what is what is the incentive to be the best checkout person there is this is the question, and I think it's it's something we we have to keep asking ourselves because yeah. you know our team yeah, we we have an incredibly talented team, but yeah, there could be days where people aren't you know and they're off, I'm off. Everyone's like yeah. you know you may not be on your A game, but what what drives them? We yeah. have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and we can say salary, of course, salary is really important there, but to a certain extent, yeah, like there's a, right. there's a what is the value like seventy five k or something? Yeah, there is a limit where money stops fulfilling you, and money can often. I, I worked with a few managers um, in retail who hated incentives, who hated to say like, ah, oh, 50 pound voucher if you do this, if you hate, if you do that. Because then money can very much, very quickly give you tunnel vision. Mm. And he didn't want that for his team. He'd often say like, ah, oh, I'll buy you lunch or I'll do that. That's absolutely fine. But when it came to money, money was the quickest thing to give you tunnel vision. And it was the quickest thing where you think about only the money and you stop thinking about like trying to achieve the objectives to that extent. Sure. Um, and then other stuff just didn't mean shit anymore. Mm. So like gift cards or lunch, they just didn't mean as much. Whereas if you are only offered stuff like, I'll take you out for lunch, I'll do that. They might offer the same level of satisfaction. Mm. Um, the other thing I find is when you do an incentive, so like a bonus structure or something like that, right? Mm. There are objectives for that bonus structure. Yeah. But in, within the roles certainly we have, and a lot of companies have, there's only so many things you can measure, right? Yeah. In a in a job role. 
And the issue with incentive-based structures is because they're so measured to these these KPI, you know, they're so um, aligned with these KPIs, mm. anything that falls out of those, I'm not saying everyone may be like this, but some employees may think, well, that's not really, I'm not, I'm not incentivized to, 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 to manage those things, yeah. so I won't put the same level of effort as, mm. as I will. And they're perfectly fine to do that. Of course, people will do that with human nature. Mm. But how do you make, how do you keep someone on their, like their, their absolute game mm. throughout? That's, that's the challenge. Yeah, because then, yeah, the role becomes all about that one thing. That one thing can become monotonous and people can fall out of motivation. This is it. Whereas um, keeping their role exciting, making sure that they're, they're still veering into things that weren't their territory before, yeah. but they're suddenly managing. That's how we lead to new innovations. That's how we get some of our teams, teams to come up to us with amazing ideas of where we're going or what we should be potentially doing. Yeah. But when everything's aligned to just certain KPIs, we lose that creativity and that spark to, to delve into other things. So don't know, it's, it's an interesting one. All right, let's get into the nitty gritty. What's, uh, what, mo- what motivates you? Has it changed over time, what motivates you? Because I know, knowing you, I know it's not money. You care yeah. about money, but I know that's not what gets you out of bed in the morning. I think, I think on the, the money side, I, I do care yeah. because I realize that it opens up for us to do more. Yeah, and sure. For, for myself to do more. Beth said more, that on, yeah. the, on for, the podcast. Yeah. She wants more money so she can do more with her business. Yeah, that's that, it. That's it. Because I've, I've seen it happen where mm. we've only been able to do things because of what we used to do back in the day and, yeah. and the grafting and all of that. That allowed and that unlocked the doors to the next things, which we're now enjoying. And why you have lights, right? That's why you have lights. See these lights here as well? The, to, yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah they, but that's, that's it, right? They, yeah. That's what unlocked it. And wherever we want to go to next, I appreciate that we're putting the graft in now because that will unlock that door. So mm. money is really important. Yeah. But yes, it's it's not everything. The, the thing I really enjoy in what we do is... Mm. Um, is doing things that others weren't able to do. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, know, which, I, I know exactly what yeah. you're thinking of. I even know who you're thinking yeah. about. Who could There's a, there are a lot of people yeah. I think about, but um, yeah, doing things that other people can't do. So unlocking things for brands, clients yeah. that they simply thought wasn't possible. Yeah. Um, I find that really exciting and, and learn it like it's so cliche and uh, forgive me podcast listeners, whoever, yeah. but it's like a, it's really cliche to, to say this, but I really, I love enjoy, uh, kind of veering into new territory that makes me uncomfortable learning about new things. Yeah. And then you you often see me explain it back to you, right? Mm. And I'm like, Sam, look at this. Like that. And you may just nod your head like, not a fog is what I'm talking about, or you may understand <laughs> what I'm talking about. Sometimes, but sometimes it helps. It's like, it just helps me like, oh yeah, I've learned something new, uh, a variant. So I think that's what keeps me going. But I, I then, um, yeah, uh, I think that's where I How about yourself? Learning's a big deal to me, but I actually had some dark thoughts recently. Not like, listen, don't call anyone. Everything's fine. Yeah, okay. You're going to realize why I said that. Uh But I started thinking, like, what's the point in, like, learning, expanding your horizons, all of this, if ultimately you're just going to (laughs) die? Right? It's a really... Listen, here's the context. There's a book that I've been wanting to finish for a really long time. So Mm -hmm. I walked into town, 200 degree coffee in Leicester. Love that place. Uh, Really outstanding coffee. Mm -hmm. Get rid of that. Outstanding brewers. No, I really like them. They make great coffee. coffee. Yeah, Yeah. big, big time. Yeah, in the Midlands. Mm -hmm. I think they're in Nottingham, Leicester. Um, So I went there with my book and um, I was like, why am I doing this? And I was like, because I want to learn. I actually, I come from a family... Uh, that kind of really encouraged that. Like you have a limited time on earth, expand your knowledge. Look, I 
come from many generations of maths teachers. They're mm. very big on educating yourself, learning, and it's such a how wonderful of a thing it is. And also, I've always been one to question everything. So I was like, why? Why should I learn? Yeah, I'm just going to die at the end. Like, yeah. Un- well, sorry, unless I do something with this knowledge, I'm just going to... So, so, okay, I, I fully get really that. Really don't right? dwell on this for two Yeah, no, no, <laughs> but like... it's a good point. Sometimes you think, and I think if yeah. we, if I was a, if I was a rabbit, yeah. would I spend my time learning about, you know, expanding my horizon or my knowledge? Mm. Okay, fair, it's a fair point. You know, mm. How am I going to communicate that to anyone? But the reason we really expand our knowledge is not for ourselves. Yeah. Like we feel it's for ourselves. Everything's Fuck, for that's ourselves. that's deep. But it's for everyone else. Yeah. Do you think if the first caveman who sharpened his spear didn't spend time learning how to sharpen his spear, we would have had the Concord yeah. in the 80s? Is this from that book you were telling me about in the car? Uh, Sapiens. Sapiens, yeah. Uh, I mean, that idea is not from there. I think I'm oh, hoping okay. that's quite original. original. Yeah, but it sounds I'm sure it's cool. Yeah. But no, definitely. Read. Sapiens actually talks about how humans were one of the first, if not the first, but I don't be covering myself. Um, species to be able to storytell. Yeah. And what storytelling allowed to do, allowed us to do was communicate what our knowledge was to other people. So I could talk to you about something I've gone through and how yeah. I'm handled it and what I learn, yeah. which helps you. So you may not have to go through the same experience as me, yeah, yeah. but you would have felt like you've lived it and you would know what to do in that scenario already. Hmm. Um, just like we know how to drive a car because we've been able to learn from all the people that didn't drive it so well (laughs) and then learn and uh, taught people so um yeah i think that's that's the biggest thing there of like yes you're not going to be able to pass on every single bit of knowledge to everyone but Mm. i know you and you're very much someone who who gets a kick out of um of giving your knowledge even if you don't 100 even if you don't realize you are yeah i do enjoy um, that yeah you're giving that and that's i don't know how many people i mean you may say something to Ram when he's vi- editing video mm. that he'll then go on to tell someone else mm. and you won't even know the impact of what you're doing but I could make the next blockbuster film or whatever yeah. you know you don't you don't know where that could go so you should have told me that earlier do you want to know the conclusion I came to oh, yeah. like why I should why <laughs> I should read and this is purely just reading yeah. it was a non-fiction book but the reason why I decided that I was going to read that book yeah and I realized this whilst reading is that, and I walked to this cafe, it's about a 35 minute walk from my house. Um, and I realized walking to the cafe and then sitting there and reading the book mm. slowed down life, oh. right? And I, I, I've been meaning to say, like yesterday I walked home from work. Mm. It took me 50 minutes in total. So 10 minutes shy of a whole hour. I walked all the way from here to my house yeah. after work. And I got home and I felt, fucking fantastic really yeah and i realized i got home i cooked dinner i fixed my bike because my bike's tire was dead and i i got to bed at 10 and i was like i always say i like driving home because i get home in 10 minutes and i have more time but i was far more productive in the time that i was at home after having spent a whole hour walking home but i've also realized i'm i'm not old i'm 26 but honestly the journey from 18 to 26 has flown by Mm. and I'm scared to look at 32 and think from 26 to 32 has flown by. And so I'm really, it sounds cheesy. It sounds cliche, but the walk, the 35 minute walk to the cafe sitting down for, I was there for about two hours reading this book. Everything just slowed down. I felt like I was back in control Mm -hmm. and I walked home happy and I, I did whatever I did. I cooked dinner and enjoyed the rest of my evening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's also that I think it all if I was to categorize it, let me know your thoughts okay, on this. Okay, so oh, so on. sorry, you you said there that 
Yeah, sorry, categorize that for me because I, I appreciate the, the walking, okay. but how does that link in with your reason for learning? My reason for learning? Yeah. To encapsulate, oh, not just my reasons for learning, but what motivates me to bring it back to the original uh, conversation. Yeah. To encapsulate it into everything, I think we all have certain mental health or other things aside, I think we all have this intrinsic desire to make the most of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Everybody's going to die. Sorry, Ram, you're young. You might not know this, but everybody's going to die. Mm-hmm. And the average life expectancy, this is even scarier, so at least here in the UK, is 86. It's not that, right? not that old. Not that long in the slightest. Mm. But there is so much we can do in that time. Mm-hmm. And so slowing down time, it also comes back to one of Tim Minchin's uh, speeches that I've talked about before, where he says, take care of your body. Because when you're older, you're going to want to do more. You'll have access to more resources. But if you're not looking after it now, you won't have the power to do it more. I love that. So yeah, it's all about just making the most of the 86 odd years. I don't think I'm going to die at 86. Mm. But in my head, I'm like, how am I going to make the most of the 86 odd years I have here? Mm-hmm. So slowing down time, doing everything I can whilst I'm, I'm actually here. I've got 60 years left. Just huh? putting that. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. Why? I don't know. I was just because I've got 59. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> for the next yeah. two months yeah you got 59 but yeah so it's it, things that motivate me is just I'm trying to make the most of the time that, that we have here on earth so that might involve taking a long leisurely walk to slow down time mm. or it might actually be leaving the biggest impact I can whether that's through passing on knowledge or actually becoming more effective in what I do that's what motivates Mate, me making that. the most of the that's, next 60 years why'd you say that yeah 60 yeah. years is not a lot Mate, 59 yeah i know that, that, you're old yeah that's worrying me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you only got like oh shit yeah you are quite young yeah all right he's got, yeah, you got a lot more time yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's, it's an interesting one but i i've yeah i've ch- recently obviously recent, recent events i've really changed my perspective on on, on life and I really like what you've just said there because it's it's helped me add on to that and build on to that of like you know what like everyone is everyone is going you know Everyone's there is gone. no one makes out alive yeah um and again so much cliche here but like it makes you want to seize the day do as much as you can but on the same token what you just said there is we're so convinced that we have to squeeze every minute out of our lives to be efficient mm. we forget to slow down yeah we forget to do things really like take the walk right slowing down yeah and I, I read a tweet actually so it's where i get a lot of my knowledge obviously clearly and it said that uh, someone said that walking would do far more for your business mm. than any consultant or self-help book mm. or self-business book yeah it's, it was interesting, yeah. When I got to Red Hill, which is about half an hour walk from here, at least with my slow ass walking, mm-hmm. when you get to uh, when I got to Red Hill, I was like, I have to tell Ash to just take a long walk mm. because you've gone through a lot recently. I don't think you realize this. Yeah. Both good and bad, but you've just gone through a lot. You've had a lot on your mind. I think you'll come out of like, just go for an hour long walk. I was going to say, take take your partner, but I just saw she's on holiday. Yeah. So, <laughs> No, but I think but sometimes like, we've got to be alone with our thoughts a little bit. I think bit so, and, yeah. Uh, so this might be, I was going to say, please don't hear me for saying it, this might be your perfect excuse to yeah, do it alone. So go take a long, hour-long walk. I think you'll come out of it, like, just... Because you're forced to think. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're at home or if you're out of... You're not really forced to think. It's so... I was watching Netflix for about an hour and a half the other day, right? And I couldn't help. As soon as I turned off my TV, I was like, I can't believe how off my brain was. For that last hour and a half, I can't believe how empty 
this void was. Right. And when I got home, I was like, I've thought of everything. Mm. Like everything that's been plaguing my mind, everything that's been good, I've I've thought of it now. Because you had that time. Yeah. Whole hour. Yeah, it's brilliant. No, it's, it's definitely something I need to... I think from a health point of view as well, um, mm. someone mentioned to me, not that this is the walking podcast, but um, from from my gym, basically someone was counting their, their calories on their smartwatch mm. um, and he was like, look, you're not here to burn calories at the gym. Yeah. You're here to build some strength. Yes, you will burn some calories, but you'll probably eat them later on because you're starving. Yeah. Um, so he goes, to be honest, what's your net loss? Not, not that much, but mm. it's great. Work out three times a week, four times a week, whatever you can do. Mm. But your real or your real calories will come from what you do on a daily basis. Yeah. Your steps. Like we're at our computers a lot of the day. <laughs> so obviously not getting it in like some of the, the warehouse team and so on, but walking, things like that. And I was like, you can't, do you burn that much calories walking? He's like, you do it regularly, yeah. you bet you sure as well you do, you will. If you do it once, once a month, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's different. So I think from a health point of view, I think that'd be really nice. I see a lot of people staying lean because of that. Mm. Even a fast-paced walk, brisk walk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from a mental health point of view, maybe walking is it. Beautiful. We, we, Absolutely wonderful. We've tried everything, but walking oh. is where we need to get back to. <laughs> I feel like this conversation has been a real journey, man. It has. Uh, yeah. not, not to sound too like walking, mental health and like, yeah bro yeah but i actually do feel like we've gone through a few different things i um, think so i uh i think i think this is what happens when we when we talk after hours anyway that yeah. we we start off on a random little topic that yeah. veers into what's really on our mind how, how is it for you Ram? Oh, okay cool <laughs> ram was not listening um yeah thank yeah. you this has been quite a i really enjoyed really nice. that yeah um and yeah i'm glad i told you to go walk because yeah that's what all i could think of yesterday I'm really good, yeah, like, because walk, I walk. think, yeah, I was. if there was anything that I needed to get me, yeah, yeah that was that. Mm. You're young, my friend. Give it time. But you're also, you're very mature for your age. This is the thing. So I'm like, the the things that like, you know, you, I'm sure you have some shit going on up there that you want to work through. So here's the thing, Ram, when I was, when I was younger, no, or when I was <laughs> before, I used to think walking was about the walk like you actually moving your feet and going yeah, like that, yeah. which is boring so boring mind numbing but the busier you get you're getting busier uh, obviously you work continuously and you realise that you you don't get that break in between so really your walk is not about you moving your feet mm. it's like the one time where no one can be like do this do that do that no one can say whatever you, you, you just do your thing I really hope time. I'm getting this the right way around as well but the older you get, don't don't laugh. This is not like a, a big difference. But the older you get, I hope this is the right way around. The older you get, the faster your perception of time is. Mm. So like a year is a shorter period of time when you're like 30 than it is when you're 10 years old. Mm. Yeah, it is, right? Because in high school, they used to give us like 20 minute, half an hour detention. It was the longest half an hour of your whole life. Yeah. When was the last time you got half an hour to yourself? Right? It doesn't feel like, and when you do, it flies by. Yes, very true. Yeah, so the older you get, the, the more... And that's what I mean by, that's like... scary, though, because what happens when you're... Not in your 70s, 80s? Yeah. Time must fly by. It must do. I mean, there must be, like, a plateau period, because um, yeah, you ask yourself... Well, also, the, 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 your time should free up, right? If you've... If you've mm. You shouldn't be investing... But you're right, though. Things. It's that perception, though, because a decade when you're 80... Yeah. It's like it's an, you know an eighth of your life compared to a decade now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the last decade, how much has changed in the world? How much has changed with yeah. you? Everything. So yeah, it's a very good point. So yeah, give it give it time. But like, man, 
walking is gonna be like your favorite thing, trust me.